It's time for Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from Ayatollah, Mount Moriah. Welcome to Cerrito Live. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We got a supersized edition of the show today with you until 1.30. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. Sitting next to me, a surprise guest host for today's program, Mr. Sweet T. Mr. Selfie. He's actually Mr. Facebook Live Video right now. Yeah. Marcus Hunter. What's up, Hunter boy? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Cerrito, man? Good to be back here in, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Good to be back in the studio. I had to... Oh, I had to, you had to drive up for this. Yes. Oh, yes. I wonder what we're going to talk about today. On the other side of the glass, we've got Drew Barrett and CJ Hurt helping make things happen. All right, so we got a loaded show today. You know, the plan changes abruptly at, at, at 10 p.m. on a Thursday night on what exactly you're going to do. We are going to do. Yes, we're going to talk Josh Pastner most of the show. We're going to talk Josh Pastner. We're going to talk about the open job at the University of Memphis. That's what we're going to talk about for most of the show today. We'll we'll touch on the Grizzlies for a minute. We'll have Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer who joins us every week at the 11 o'clock hour. He will join us today because I think nobody's really been paying that much attention to the Grizzlies since they were at like 945 on Thursday when they clinched a playoff spot, but by 1020, nobody uh, was talking about the Memphis Grizzlies on um since then but we will t- we'll touch we'll try to figure out what's going on with the Grizzlies cuz they are officially in the playoffs so we'll talk with Life about that and uh we also of course in the show every week the main event of every week's show is wrestling talk with me and Dustin Five Star he will join us today Mordecai will join us again and we'll recap WrestleMania we'll do that sometime between 12:30 and 1 it's a supersized show so definitely from one, if you're if you listen for the wrestling stuff we'll definitely talk wrestling 1 until 1:30 today we'll probably get it started a little bit earlier but um but uh, man, oh man, Marcus. Yeah, you know the reason there's Where not a lot of talk about the Grizzlies because, like you said, they're in the playoffs. We know that much, and they're losing in the playoffs. Yeah. It's the inevitable uh, situation that they're in. Everybody knows what's up. The writing's on the wall. They know they're going to lose in the first round. Um, but anyway, but what a night it was on Thursday night, and I think it is one of those situations. And I think that we can talk about it. We'll start yeah. talking about it. I think it's one of those situations the Memphians will always they will always remember where you were when you found out that Georgia Tech was hiring Josh Pastner. So we'll go around the table and find out where everybody was when they first heard this news. We'll start with you, Marcus. Of course, you wake up early. Were you asleep? I'm assuming when this was breaking. Yeah, I was asleep when the news was breaking, and I woke up and uh, you know got up, made my coffee, made my eggs, drove to work. Got to work, logged on to my computer, you know, got everything going, started working on my show. Then I got on the Facebook. And when I saw it, I initially I thought it was a joke. Like I thought that it was somebody writing an article just, you know, you know, like like an onion story, you know, satirical. <laughs> uh just because they wanted Josh Pastor going that bad. But then when I saw that this was real life and that Josh Pastor was actually being considered to be the next head coach at Georgia Tech and that they were probably gonna make the hire, I was I was shocked. And it was I was it was almost kind of funny, you know, because it's funny. People in Memphis wanted Josh Pastor gone for all intents and purposes. The university probably wanted him gone as well, but he had that ten million dollars that they would have had to pay him. 
And Josh Pastor at the end of the day kind of gets the last laugh because he gets to leave on his own terms, gets to go to mm-hmm. coaching the AAC, gets to go to a city like Atlanta, uh, a, a hotbed for basketball talent that he'll be able to pull from. Now, will he be able to have the kind of success that he had here in Memphis? It's going to be kind of hard right. to do that considering he's in a tougher conference. The quote-unquote success, yeah. Yeah, the quote-unquote success that he had in his first few years when he was still playing. with. He's got to play Patino. He's got to play Patino every year, twice a year now. And, you know, he's, he's good at that. Yeah, he's good at that. Uh, <laughs> what did you what did you hear? I like how you thought it was a onion story because I was like, I, and you should be real <laughs> excited because, like, I mean, this segment, if this didn't happen, would probably be talking about uh, your great state of Mississippi that you represent no. on this show every week. <laughs> yeah, kind of. In the Mississippi news. I had always So that gets buried on my, this show. <laughs> yeah, I was preparing myself for that for this week. But we didn't have to talk about it. So I was in, of course, I have a trivia. You know, I'm a trivia Monday, Monday uh, through Thursday. Special Monday trivia at Green Beetle this Monday. But uh, I was at the Green Beetle on Thursday doing the uh, hosting trivia, and at some point somebody comes over to me and, and tells me, you know, Phoenix uh, just uh, clinched the clinched the playoff spot for your Memphis Grizzlies, and I was like, for real? This is like you know nine thirty, nine forty five, or whatever. So I play. So I was like, I make the announcement to everybody, and everybody cheers the Green Beetle packed house trivia, uh, name that tune trivia, and go about my business. And then trivia is over, you know, ten o'clock, packing up all that stuff, and then. Uh, Friend of the show, um, former friend of the show, really uh, arch nemesis of the show, not the <laughs> golfer uh, Ben Hogan, uh, was there with his wife, and we were walking out, and he just said, uh, "Josh Pastors might be going to Georgia Tech." And I'm like, "What?" And I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And I look at my phone, I got like some texts, I'm like, "Oh, what is going on? Something is going on." So I'm on the phone my whole way home, and. And uh, on the internet for the rest of the night, trying to figure out this is probably really happening. Yeah. It just blew my mind. I was like, uh, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Memphis had a very, very, very great sports night on a Thursday night. Yeah. Neither team played. Yeah. The uh, Grizzlies didn't have to play to clinch the playoff spot. Tigers had the best night of Tiger basketball in, in ages. And of course, the Tigers did not have to play. It was just Josh Pastner. Leaving it's such a different feeling from the John Calipari departure. It's such a different feeling. They didn't feel at all the same, really. No. One, was... one TV channel had Passner's press conference yesterday mm-hmm. on live television, uh, and that was Channel Five, uh, showing his Georgia Tech press conference. But oh man, it was it was something else. Drew, go ahead, tell us where were you when you heard the news? Uh, Thursday night, I was at a friend's house getting ready to go out and have some fun, and uh, just gave us even a bigger reason to celebrate. <laughs> oh, so you're just going out anywhere? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Wait, Thursday no, night. What else am I going to do? He was going to go out. Yeah, Thursday night's a good night to go out. It's a great night to play yeah. trivia and other things. But it's, but you were like going out at 10, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, actually, I know, I that's what it is. we left I my friend's house to like 11. but And then the celebration just continued into Friday. Guys are celebrating Josh Pastor being gone. All right. <laughs> well, you should be. Yeah. This is a celebratory time. CJ, where, CJ uh, was asleep. I tried calling CJ. It was one of the phone calls I tried to make. So I got phone calls from you. Uh, Drew was sending me text messages. I was like, why is my phone vibrating? Why is it buzzing? I'm not answering anything. I'm rolling over to go back to sleep. Woke up because I had to go to the bathroom and grab my phone and look. And apparently Drew was like, passing has been fired. I was like, oh, that's what Kevin's calling me about. It was like 3 in the morning. I thought Getting about calling fired. you back. Not fired, leaving. I thought about calling you back at 3. Oh, because you, you got up at 3 o'clock. 
Uh, well, we want to know where uh, you were. So if you want to tweet me at Cerrito, you can. You can tweet Marcus at Marcus underscore underscore Hunter, or you can text us at 67129. I'm wondering where the most uh, curious uh, – there's got to be some unique spots that people were at when they found out about this news. So 67129 is the text line, 67129. Uh, or if you never text Sports 56 before, yeah, text 56JOIN first. But you can also uh, tweet at Cerrito or at Marcus underscore underscore Hunter on Twitter. Let us know where you were when you found out the news. So we found out the news, and now, all right, this is – I mean, there's no way different way around it. It's good news for everybody because a week before you're considering paying this guy. They were seriously considering paying this guy $10 million, right, yeah. to walk away. And now they still are paying them $1 million, which boggles my mind. I find it very baffling. But according to reports on the commercial field, they're paying him a little over $1 million because uh, he's getting paid less at Georgia Tech. But at the same time, it doesn't make any sense because if Memphis was being held to the $10 million, it's, it just really goes to show be nice to people, I think. I think the reason that he's getting this is because the boosters and, and people like Josh Pastner as a person. Yeah. So he's getting to walk away with an extra million dollars, which I think is just absurd because if Memphis was going to pay $10 million... Um, that looks like. Why are they on FedEx form on the TV? Because they're playing the uh, Warriors tonight. Oh, so they're they're here. Yeah, but it's not an important game. I guess they already like booked the hotel. Yeah, um, exactly. Because they thought that this was going to be <laughs> number seven. This was supposed to be the big game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. I usually don't get distracted by the TV, but when I see somebody reporting from the FedEx form lobby on ESPN, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, where was I? What was I saying, Mark? Oh, you were talking about uh, the whole irony of it all. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, you know, the million dollars. You know, but the million, why is he getting a million dollars? Can you figure? I don't know why. Think, if if he we if he was going to force us to pay the ten million dollars to if we were going to buy him out, why wouldn't we hold him to his buyout of half a million dollars? And shouldn't you just say, at worst case, you say, all right, it's a courtesy. We'll waive the half a million, but we're done, and nobody's paying anything to anybody. You know, I like to you know you know put things into relationship perspectives. It's like. You know, okay, a guy nice. and a girl, they're together, and the guy's like, you know what, this is not working out. And the girl's like, you know, no, we've been together for a while, let's continue to work it out. And the, and the dude's like, you know, if you go out and find, an, you know, we'll we'll try to work this out. But if you go out and find another man that you're happy with, I'm not going to be upset if you go with that man. And not only can you go, but you can take the dog as well. So it's almost like they're like, Josh, we wouldn't be upset if you went out and found another job. And if you do, and you're not as... And you're not making as much money at, at that particular job as you're making here, then we'll compensate you just to get out of our way. True. No but, longer be a problem. But here's for the problem. The thing is, though, it's not like he got a job at TCU or a, a lesser school. He went to Georgia Tech, right? Georgia Tech historically uh, is, is in bigger conference and it's historically pretty good basketball program, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can debate whether or not it's as good a job in Memphis. Cause I don't think it is, but he still got a comparable job. Uh, and didn't have to take a step down, and is still getting paid over a million dollars a year. I, I wish I was in the position where somebody pays me a million dollars to go take a job that is just as good as the job that you got. Sure, he had to move, but like Georgia Tech's going to take care of all that stuff for him, like having to uproot your family and find a new place to live in Atlanta and all of that stuff. And cost of living isn't that much bigger in Atlanta uh, than it is in Memphis. Um so traffic is a lot worse. Yeah, traffic is a lot worse. I mean, you know that 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 uh, that campus is like right there in the middle of downtown. So Josh is gonna have a little more difficulties getting to work and you know back. But uh, at the same time, though, I think that at the end of the day, it's a good move for Josh. He gets to get out of Memphis. Now it's gonna be interesting to see 
how Josh Pashner handles being in Atlanta because you know I I heard I heard <laughs> talk about this yesterday about the fact that Georgia Tech when it comes to the the list of where you're going to be ranked as far as who's going to be talking about you, he's not going to have a lot of pressure on him. Especially no pressure, not yeah. a, not initially. Not right. The, I mean, Josh will be able to coach for at least four years at Georgia Tech <laughs> before anybody knows. Yeah, going. exactly. Not make the tournament before anybody starts to really look into you know or, or notice anything, like you said. So it's another advantage of that job, I think. But this because is, it's a good if you think you can win, like. Coach K's not going to be there forever. Uh, Roy Williams not going to be there forever. And Patino, there's about to be changing of the guard at the three big schools, sure. right, in sure. that conference. And uh, so you, if you are, if you believe in yourself, like we know Pastor does believe that he can do it, and maybe he can put it all together, right? Maybe he needed to change the location. He needed the pressure maybe, off. Yeah. And maybe hey, Atlanta definitely has a lot of players. But it is kind of laughable when you're watching the Josh Pastor press conference yesterday. He's saying, of course he does. And the same thing happened when Cal left. They say, you've just heard these cliches and these things over and over. Like, it's the city's team. It's not my team. It's the city's team. You hear that he over said and that over. about Georgia Tech? Yeah. And it's like, no, you look, you're in Atlanta. You can't use that same garbage in Atlanta. No. About Georgia <laughs> Georgia Tech, you got to shake it up a little bit. And he was a little hesitant trying to figure out. He did not say Yellow Jacket Nation that I heard, um, but I want to hear him call it Yellow Jacket Nation. Um, I almost wore yellow. I need to buy a yellow jacket. Sales of yellow jackets throughout these cities probably going up right now. Throughout the city of, the city of <laughs> yeah, Memphis? Memphis. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Everybody yeah. wants to. You know, yeah, everybody's a Georgia Tech there. fan this morning in Memphis. G- gifting people some uh, a yellow jacket. But. Uh, he, yeah, so he's doing his same. It will be it will be very interesting how he, he adjusts. It's probably a better situation for him. Well, no, no question about it. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is Josh going to be one of those guys who's going to like not being in the spotlight because he enjoyed it here in Memphis. He, I mean, he would call in and talk talk radio, and he would you know call the TV. I think he will be. I want think... them to put him on the news, and he would like going right. and doing morning shows. And this is the type of thing that Josh Pastner, I seemed like he enjoyed doing while he was here in Memphis, but. Maybe that was part of the problem. Maybe he was too involved. Well, with it ended up being good because he walked away with a million dollars. He like everybody yeah. says he's a good guy. That does factor into him getting hired at Georgia Tech. Because like, you take you put your if you're in Georgia Tech shoes, then why are you hiring Josh Passner, Right? Like why? Are you, like th- th- a lot of people thought that. Like oh thank goodness Georgia Tech's you know they're they're a bunch of stupid idiots because. <laughs> They're they're gonna hire. No chill over why here. why why are they why are they hiring why are they hiring Josh Pastner? But it does make sense a little bit. He is a nice guy. Yeah, and he is. and he is going to he's going to be good for that that program or any program as far as he is willing to call in right and he is positive and he's 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 definitely going to maybe get Georgia Tech more press than they've ever gotten in Atlanta outside of actually winning. If he can win combined with the Josh Pastner personality, watch out, right? Yeah. But, like, to have a losing program, he's going to be everywhere, and he's going to – so that, that's a positive. But but um, it is Atlanta. It's a great place to George, recruit players, too. You can get players. Yeah, yeah, you can get players to come to Atlanta. And you can get players from Atlanta. they got yeah. players down there. So do you think – I mean, what do you think of Georgia Tech? Like, what? why do you think they – he just was – he was their eighth choice, right? And yeah, something ev- like that. Every school in the country knew – that if you wanted Josh Pastner, you could have Josh Pastner. So, like, everybody who needed to hire a coach knew if you wanted Josh Pastner, you can hire him. If you want him, he's there for you. Talk to him. And eventually they got down on their list and like, well, I guess we could get this guy in Memphis. And he's kind of got the – I compare it to, like, an NBA trade. NBA trade is a very good comparison. The Jeff Green trade is a very good – like, why did the Clippers want Jeff Green? What are they thinking, right? Yeah. But if a player or a coach is young enough – Mm-hmm. And has that word of potential slapped on them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how unsuccessful 
or unproductive they have been at their job, you can still convince yourself because they're still young and they look like they have that potential that maybe it could come together. So I, you could see, you could sell Josh Pastner. He's such a nice guy. He's young. Yep. He still has that potential. Mm-hmm. Hey, he could prove us all wrong and, and that would be something, right? He could. He could still put it all together. It wasn't going to work here. It might work at Georgia Tech. So I can see them convincing themselves pretty easily to get to get Josh Pastner. You know, Josh Pastner as a reminds me of this. I'm and I'm I'm so far on the opposite side of this as a 49er fan with the whole Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly right. had potential, didn't have success, but the 49ers are gonna give him a shot. It's like, okay, you know, it didn't work out for you there. Maybe it'll work out for you here. Same thing. It didn't didn't work out for you there in Memphis, Josh. Maybe it'll work out for he for, for you here at Georgia Tech. They know that Josh Pastner can recruit. That is not a question. It is a little bit, actually. I mean, if, he can't. How did he get? He got Will Barton at the beginning, but he hasn't done anything really since. He only got Memphis players. He really was not doing very well. That and, was and, okay, my guess, biggest critique of him the past couple of years. He wouldn't get in the players, and he had no players coming in here next year. I guess because you got to win to get players too. I guess that's what mattered here in Memphis, though, because when Josh came in, it was all about. Can you get the Memphis players? Get the Memphis players. Yeah, but they also want good players, too. Would you rather have Derrick Rose or would you rather have Joe Jackson? You'd rather have Derrick Rose. At the end of the day, you still got to get some good players. (laughs) You still got to get some good players. I know what you're saying. And and, and exactly what you're saying is probably what they're thinking in Atlanta, right? Because they're not as close to it as we are. And not realizing, yes, Josh is considered a good recruiter. And once you get that stamp on you that you're a good recruiter, it takes a while to get that off. It's like burnt in on his skin and people see him and they see like this guy is a good recruiter. But he's not really anymore. We were so close to him. We realized that. But maybe Georgia Tech still believes in the fact that he got Will Barton. You can still go back. He got Will Barton yeah. to come to Memphis. And he still has And look what Will Barton's been doing in the NBA. He, yeah. So I think... Anyway, so Josh Pastrnak, obviously we're not doing trending topics today. It's no point, though. There's only one topic to talk about, and that is what's going on with the University of Memphis. Marcus in studio with us for the show today. We will talk a little bit Grizzlies and a little bit wrestling later on. We'll take your phone calls at noon, 360-8255 for Hang Up and Listen. That's 360-8255. Go ahead, program it in your phone if you want to get in a call. I'm assuming we're going to have a pretty fun Hang Up and Listen today uh, coming up at noon. So the Memphis attention for the University of Memphis now turns to finding a new coach, a gift given uh, to the fans of the University of Memphis and everyone else. And so we're in a different situation than we were last time, Marcus. Last time the, the University of Memphis needed to hire a new coach, they were looking for somebody to replace uh, a guy who just went on the most successful run in the history of college basketball. They were looking for somebody to replace the best coach in the history of that university and yep. John Calipari. Nobody wanted to follow that. Nobody. You don't follow a legend in any type of a job. You don't want to be the guy to follow a legend in any job because you're always going to be compared to that legend. You want to be the guy who follows the guy who follows the guy. So you think and that's, that's why, why I like shout out to Ron Childers who is like doing an awesome job following Dave Brown over there at Channel Five. It takes a lot of uh, of courage and great ability to be able to do that, and he's doing an outstanding job. And, you know, you don't want to be the guy to follow Johnny Carson. Jay Leno did it, but uh, he was awful. I thought he was. (laughs) Anyway, you don't want to be the guy to follow the legend. So it was tough to find somebody to to follow John Calipari. And 
Uh, so the Memphis coach ended up being, you know, they hired Josh Bassner in the parking lot. And you had R.C. Johnson running the show back then, and things were not just didn't seem as organized. I don't know how everybody's on the same page or not. I know Dr. Rudd is very committed to making sure these things are done in, in the right way um, over there. Not so confident in Tom Bowen, because I'm really wondering, like, Tom Bowen probably got his list in his pocket, but the list in his pocket probably only is people with his agent. <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, I mean, if you look at what happened last time and the uh, contract that ended up being signed, you know. So I wouldn't look at Tom's sure. list. I don't well, know if I have the confidence in him as much, but I think this is really going to be a booster. Get one of those firms. Coming. Get one of those, you know, one you of those hiring firms to go out there and make a search. But see, here's the thing. Who's on your list, Marcus? Who's on your list in your pocket? <clears throat> Man, I mean, I really haven't thought about it because, I mean, it's just. Here's the thing: the, the stock in the Memphis, I mean, the stock in the Memphis job has gone off for multiple reasons. The Wichita State coach, I mean, he's out there, right? Total different situation than where we were. Uh, when Pastner was hired, a right. because you're not following a legend anymore, and and b, you, I mean you're following like a losing program. So but you just got to make the you just got to make the tournament right now, you know. But and it's, it's not a better job now. It's not a better job now. It was a better it's job, job then. It's the not money, a better job now. The money's still there. The there's Memphis is still a good, great place to recruit. They're in a better conference than they were then. Uh, some things have gone up, and uh, your job security a little bit better. It's easier to impress people than it would have been when the John Calipari era, era happened. So you've got that, and Memphis has the benefit of being the best job to open this offseason. The best job, probably, of all of them that have opened Memphis job this season. Not many jobs have opened, but at the end of the day, like Memphis, your winnable situation, there's a reason John Calipari came here uh, you know, 16 years ago. And as you mentioned, Greg Marshall, that seems to be their number one target. My only concern with that is when does a team ever get their number one target? If you're if you're not like if you're if North Carolina can get their number one target, Duke when they when they uh, may may not be able to because who was going to want to follow Coach K, right? Yeah, it's hard to get your number one pick as your coach. Follow that guy, yeah, yeah, man. Um, but if Memphis Memphis should go after Andy Kennedy, and here's why: really, Andy Kennedy, I mean. He's been to a couple. He's, he's been to a few tournaments. Yeah, I think uh, they should have gone after him last time. I mean, they they probably should have. He's been to a few tournaments. Hasn't had the level of success in the SEC of a Kentucky or of a Florida. I mean, those teams have won national championships. I mean, he hasn't really been able to get deep into the tournament. However, he has shown that even in Oxford, Mississippi, he can get basketball players yeah. to come there and he can coach and have his team respectable in the league. And competing in that league. And if I think that he can get to Memphis, he'll be able to bring in more players to the city of Memphis, to the University of Memphis. He has uh, more facilities available to him. FedEx Forum. Even though they just got the pavilion down there in Oxford, their new basketball arena, which is really nice. It's not an the NBA pavilion? arena. Uh Right, it's not No, no, Ole Miss, Memphis is a better job than Ole Miss. And fan by, base, by fan base in Memphis much better far. than than Ole Miss is for his basketball. Oh, there's no concerned. doubt about it. He would take the job in a, in a heartbeat. The question is, do you give it to him? It's kind of worn. Like he had, I think he should have got the job when Passner got the job. He was still there at Ole Miss. He still had that potential, but now like he's just kind of leveled out as being the Ole Miss coach. And maybe I don't, I don't know if he's on on their radar. Of course, Greg Marshall. Wichita State, I hear that news coming out. That's the first name dropped by uh, ESPN on Thursday night as being a guy who would take the job. Would take the job. And I'm like, really? I thought this was the new Shaka Smart guy. You know how Shaka Smart just hung around at VCU until he got Texas. So it just seemed like Greg Marshall's hanging out at Wichita State until he gets something on the level of a Texas. Like, you have to get a, a power school and a power conference is what you want. You want to get a 
basketball school in a big conference, and you're going to wait to get that job. You're going to hold out until North Carolina needs a coach, and then Greg Marshall will take that job. Right? That's what it looked like he was doing because he gets paid uh, three plus million dollars yeah, a year. He's going to get a raise. I just thought he was just positioning for a raise when that story came out on Thursday. But apparently, I mean, the more and more you hear about it, it's like it's possible you can get this guy as your coach. But I'm not going to get my hopes up that he would be the coach at the university in Memphis. And you shouldn't either because you never get your four. You never get the first choice. It just doesn't happen. So if Memphis is able to pull that off, that's a Grand Slam World Series winning Grand Slam. Yeah. If they're able to pull off Greg Marshall because he is the hottest name who's turned down other jobs and has been waiting around for the right job. But could this be the perfect storm because he's losing all of his players on his team? He knows he's got nobody coming back next year. How long can you continue to win at Wichita State and be the hottest name in the country? And the best job to open up this summer just happens to be Memphis. So I guess I'm going to Memphis. Same way with John Calipari. Like, perfect timing when John Calipari came to Memphis. Memphis' job happened to be open at the time he was trying to get a job again. And it was the best job available. And he took it. So Greg Marshall's uh, a, a reasonable possibility. It seems like it's very surprising. That's been the big story this week, is, in my opinion, is that is that it does seem like the Memphis job really, the stock in that job is back to where we all thought it was when Cal left. But because of Cal, it like nobody wanted. Nobody wants yeah. to touch the job, and so now that it's it's been that far removed from Cal, people want to come back because they know Memphis is committed to basketball and will get you what you need. And if you're winning, then you can be the king of the city. They know what I mean. Cal Perry is the king of this town. Yeah. He could do whatever he wanted, and who wouldn't want that? Including who? What I'm confused about is nobody's talking about Bruce Pearl. You he tell me Bruce Pearl, man. You tell me why you're not talking about. I'm not the only one who likes Bruce Pearl. I know. But, but Bruce Pearl needs to be the coach of the University of Memphis. He would win here. He's cut from the same cloth as John Calipari, except he is like a likable version of John Calipari. I like Cal. Come on now. I like uh, Cal. You know, they hired Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl, first football game of the year, has got his his chest painted standing next to Vanilla Gorilla at the football game. You know that's happening. He will energize this fan base more than anybody, more than Greg Marshall, because everybody in this town already knows who Bruce Pearl is. You're going to have to explain who Greg Marshall is. Right? Greg Marshall, the coach of Wichita State. Oh, I think I remember picking that team in my bracket. When, they know you know who Bruce Pearl is because everybody. Bruce Pearl ruined the undefeated season. He did. And you know what he would want to do? You know, he hate, you know who he hates more than anybody? John Calipari. So you bring in that guy who hates John <laughs> Calipari just as much as you do, and you bring him in, and you know what he's going to be motivated to do? When, do the one thing Cal couldn't do, which is win the title at Memphis. And I say it. You know I love Bruce Pearl. Everybody knows I love Bruce Pearl. If you listen to this show, you know every week when we talk, we would talk about Pastner and, and how unsuccessful these teams were because Pastner had talented teams here with Memphis players mostly on these teams. And if you put Bruce Pearl as the coach of any of these Pastner teams these past couple of years, I had, one of them would have gone to the Sweet 16. Yeah. I guarantee you. You know that listening. You know that sitting next to me, Marcus. You know one of these, I don't know which one it would have been. He might have taken some to the Elite Eight. He could have done more with these teams. Because these are talented talented ball players on these teams. And I, I believe he could take them far. And he would the, the fan base would be be go they would go bananas for Bruce Pearl. He would be embraced and it'd be pandemonium. Greg Marshall, yes, you know you're getting a good coach when you get him, but the immediate excitement of Bruce just his off court antics and the in the the sizzle he adds to the showbiz aspect of sports. Like it's unparalleled to anybody. Who do you think would be the better coach? Uh, I think. Well, who knows? Greg Marshall. Probably he's the guy, right? They say he looks like he's winning at Wichita State. Yeah. So uh, I think Bruce uh, winning wet splash. Yeah. And Marshall would be the better coach. 
Maybe I think I would take either one. Wouldn't you? If you're a Memphis fan, I wouldn't mean, you want either one of them? I mean, Bruce Pearl has. I mean, he obviously he's shown he can be successful as a basketball. Coach. This is his retirement job. Like he could be at Memphis till he retires, yeah. and and Memphis would not fire him. I think because of his credentials, like he's going to have to do so much look so much worse th- than that. I would be concerned maybe a little bit about his. The one thing he's different than Calipari is like he's not as good as cheating as Calipari is. Cal- Calipari is much better at cheating. Bruce Pearl, well, but well, I think he might have well, learned his lesson. You want a cheater, then you should go for a uh, Tyndall. But look, <laughs> Bruce Pearl sitting there, Marcus, and you, you, we both love the SEC. But Bruce Pearl sitting there in the in the Southeastern Conference at Auburn, which might be the worst basketball job in that entire conference. And nobody can win at Auburn. You just, it's, it's an impossible I mean, job to win at. Yeah. And why, so why would you want to stay there? Like you don't. I think he would get out. And I'm trying to figure out because I listen to I've been listening to other shows all week and, and it's people been very dismissive of Bruce Pearl. This show will not be dismissive of Bruce Pearl as a possibility. I think he should be a possibility. I don't understand why people are dismissing the name Bruce Pearl. It doesn't make sense to me. They say he's loyal to Auburn because Auburn hired him when he was out. You know, when he the NC two A wouldn't let him coach. Auburn said, We'll bring you in. When you come back, you're coming back here. Well, right? So you could be loyal to that. I see that. Mm-hmm. And he has a $4 million buyout, and that's tough. That's a big number. But if you're telling me Memphis was considering a $10 million buyout to get rid of somebody just a couple weeks ago, they were considering that, so they won't consider a $4 million buyout to bring in somebody who you're confident is going to win and recharge your your fan base, re-energize it, get it going, back to the level you need it to be? That's $4 million. You were going to pay more than double of that just to get a guy to walk away. And then Greg Marshall's getting paid $3 million a year from Wichita State. So if even you're going to get Greg Marshall, you're going to have to be paying him yeah, it's gonna uh, cost <laughs> that $4 million. So what is, like $4 million, a lot of money, but in the terms of this, tell me, I can't figure it out. If anybody can tell me another reason why Bruce Pearl and Memphis wouldn't work, I've been trying. I've been I've been trying to figure it out, and all I hear, those are the two things. The $4 million buyout, well, to me, that's nothing compared. If you were considering a $10 million, and if it's gonna, and you're considering getting a coach, maybe that would you would pay over three million dollars a year. Four million dollars is not a big buyout, and and I think the money in the situation, Bruce would love it because he knows he could he can win here and be the king of Memphis, Tennessee, and he's never going to be the king of Auburn, Alabama. And even if you are, like it's still not as exciting. It's as a football being, city, football the, town, right. SEC country. So <clears throat> he's never been at a, yeah. I mean, he's never really been at a basketball school before. It would be he would be he'd be the, he could be the king of this city so fast, like immediately at the top. Like the top star, yeah. Everywhere, you're, like, like you, you know, it'd be possible, and he'd be able to get revenge on Calipari. So that's my pick. Obviously, Bruce Pearl. I, you know, I'm never, I, I'm never going to give up on that. And I think they should be considering it. I think it's absurd for anybody who just dismisses his name. That's stop dismissing his name. Throw his name up there with Greg Marshall. His name needs to be up there with Greg Marshall. Those are your two best bets because you're probably not going to get Greg Marshall because nobody gets the guy that they want to get uh, with with their uh, their first pick. So. That's my thought, and he's got one of the riches, the the Koch brothers or whatever, or like paying his salary. And we know they 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 run politics, and apparently they run Wichita State athletics. Well, okay, what's going on? I was gonna, I was just wondering, you know, if you're Memphis, can you justify paying a basketball coach four million dollars? Like, like, if you went after Marshall, can you four million dollars for a basketball coach? That's, that's, a, that's that a lot it, of money. That's the point. I'm saying if they're going, if they're going to try for that grand slam home run hire, yeah, Bruce Pearl is your guy, Greg Marshall is your guy. Are they willing to spend that much? They were paying Pastor too much to begin with. And oh man, listen, let's because I remember this debate back back several years ago when Pastor kept getting these raises, and everybody around the city of Memphis was saying, "Oh, he deserves these raises. He's done such a good thing for the program." He's 
And I'm and and I was seemingly the only person like no this is this is dumb Josh Pastor does not deserve he's overpaid. money he was overpaid he's yeah. overpaid these players are coming to play here he, he's not developing this talent and every everybody was like no you're wrong Josh Pastor should keep his job get a raise Lionel Holland should get fired from his job I was, was waiting on it set. I knew it was going to come you, you knew it was going to come man and and the you can't problem- say that word on the show you know. <laughs> You're gonna have to ask you, to you know what? You know some folks have actually thrown out his name as a possible replacement for this Memphis Tigers job, which I think is ludicrous. I also think that Penny Hardaway, that idea in itself, it's on, on the surface it look it looks good, but I don't think that this is the job for Penny Hardaway or that or that Memphis should offer the job to Penny Hardaway. Not that he couldn't do it. Uh, that's your, I just think hey, that, that should be right now. That's become the worst case scenario. That was if they were going to buy out Passner, they would lose ten million dollars, and they could only really afford to hire Penny Hardaway. And so, Penny, yes, could be a great coach down the line. I don't think that's uh, that's crazy. If you, if you can coach a high school team to win a state championship that fast, you're a good basketball coach. I'm sorry. I think I think I think he could do it. I think he could. Oh, no I think question. he'd be he'd be a good coach. But he's down on the list now. I think. And so, if you're worst case, you end up with Penny Hardaway. But don't be throwing out like don't throw out like, names like Lionel Hollins. And if, if they, <laughs> I wasn't and, throwing out the name. I was Buzz saying, Williams is on the list. I was saying I've heard people mention him, and I don't think there's any way. Like, you know, Buzz they should Will- even insult Lionel Hollins with an offer. Buzz Williams, coach of Virginia Tech, you know, uh, formerly in a conference that used to, to have uh, uh, Memphis in it. But there, there are names out there that uh, that that would work. I think Buzz Williams. You think does that give any buzz? The, the no. program. You don't think anybody get excited about Buzz Williams? He hasn't done anything since he went to Virginia Tech. But at Marquette, he was a hot coach. He's, um, nah. Anyway, but see, but see, that's the thing. You know, you have the hot coach at the mid-major level because here's what happens. Here's what happens. We got to take a break, Marcus. We got to take a break. Okay, hurry up, go. Yeah, tell me. I was going to say these guys at mid-major levels. They play. They have seniors. They'll have a team with like four seniors, and they'll get to the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight, and everybody will think they were a great coach. Well, yeah, good coach, but they had players with experience who could beat kids who didn't know how to play in tournament situations. Hey, but look at what Pastor had with all his players with experience and never did anything. So you got to be able to, you got to be able to do something with that, with that talent. All right, we got to take a timeout. When we come back at noon, uh, we're going to talk to Kevin Light for a minute about the Grizzlies, but we're going to continue to talk about Josh Pastor and the University of Memphis and who you think should be the coach. You can uh, text us your thoughts at 67129. We do want to know where you were when you found out the news because it was on a Thursday night uh, in the 10 o'clock hour, 67129. But you can also give us your uh, thoughts on the coaching candidates. And if anybody can tell me why Bruce Pearl is a bad idea, tell me. Maybe I'm missing something here. But why is Bruce Pearl off the table? He's stuck in Auburn, Alabama, one of the worst jobs in the SEC. Uh, He will not go anywhere at that job. $4 $4 million is all it is? $4 million? Seriously? Anyway, let me know. Before we go to break, though, i got to tell you, hey, hey, Marcus, have you heard I'm hosting Bingo now? Oh, does that Bingo? Yeah, it's Cerrito Trivia and El Cerrito Bingo. And we're giving away tickets to Bill Street Music Fest. Every Wednesday from 7 to 9, Bingo at the Green Beetle now. Uh, it's Bingo, Beer, and Burgers. And now you can win tickets to Bill Street Music Fest. It's free to play. Bingo every week from 7 to 9. they got $3 beer specials every week. 
So get your friends together. Come play some Cerrito Bingo. Check out CerritoTrivia.com for more information. You can win tickets to Bill Street Music Festival every Wednesday night. Green Beetle's got so many TVs everywhere. You can catch up on anything that's going on in the world of sports while you play bingo with your friends, drink booze, and win great prizes, including tickets to the Bill Street Music Festival at Cerrito Bingo every Wednesday at 7 at the Green Beetle. We're going to take a short time out and be right back. You'll listen to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Welcome back. We are talking a lot of pastor University of Memphis coaching chains today, obviously. We'll take your phone calls at noon to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm assuming you're going to want to talk about what we are already talking about. So go ahead, program in your phone. 360-8255 is the phone number. We will play at noon. Hang up and listen. The winner today is getting $25 to Bell Bistro downtown. We're also giving the first caller a little bit later on. $10 to East 24-Hour Cafe and $5 to TCBY. But every week on the show, we talk about the Memphis Grizzlies with the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer. He is Kevin Leip, and he joins us now. This portion of the Cerrito Live is being brought to you by Blue Restaurant and Lounge. Just in time for spring and patio season, Chef Ana Gonzalez has refreshed all of Blue's menus. There are many items that contain superfoods for a better you, as well as items that are indulgent when you need a treat. Also, introducing Blue's new extended social hours. So every day, that's seven days a week from 11 to 6, 11 to 6 every day, you can enjoy $5 wine and spirit specials plus $3 beer deals. So you need to stop in anytime. If you're ready to get off work, take an early, take a three-hour lunch, go to Blue, enjoy their new extended social hours, the best social hour in downtown Memphis, 11 to 6 every day. And don't forget, Blue is your pre- and post-game destination for any and every event at FedEx Forum. Big game tonight at the Grindhouse. Stop by, hang out on the patio at Blue. Valet parking is always complimentary when you you dine at Blue. And Blue Nell serves Sunday brunch. Brunch featuring mouth-watering nachos rancheros, which is the breakfast nachos. They have steak and eggs, and they have uh, the ultimate French toast of the day each and every week. And much, much more. Call 901-334-5950 to make a reservation. That's 901-334-5950. And if you go tomorrow for brunch, I'll be there. CJ loves going to Blue for brunch. Or is it Courtney? It is. It is Courtney because it is. It is a date that we can do early enough in the day to where she gets to look all fancy for the entire day. <laughs> you got to ch- check out Blues Blue, uh, Blues Lunch because they've got that man those those breakfast nachos, the nachos rancheros, the what is it French toast of the day or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Oh, they're so good. Oh my goodness, all of them. The strawberries are the best. That's Blue Restaurant and Lounge. It's on BB King Boulevard, downtown, across from FedEx Forum. What's up, Mr. Light? How are you? Whoa, doing pretty good. Well, we'll get into the Grizzlies in a second, but I know you are, of course, a, a University of Memphis alum as well. Um, what are your thoughts on what's going on at, at, at uh, the University of Memphis and the coaching change? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think it's great. I think um, <laughs> the past their era, obviously, had kind of run its course. Um, I I think I was one of the first people probably off the Pastor bandwagon. I've kind of been, <laughs> I mean, you know that. I, right. I, I've had a track record of, of years on this program slandering Pastor. Mm-hmm. But, 
I'm going to miss those jokes. Not really slander if it's true, but, um, you know, I think it, you know, obviously the relationship he had with the fans turned really toxic this year. Nobody's going to the games anymore. Team's not very good. Um, he's still recruiting, but you're not going anywhere with that talent. So yeah, I think, I think it's going to be, going to be an opportunity for, um, the Tigers to find a coach who, even if he's not as quite as good of a recruiter, can actually coach up the team that he has. You know, I think that's a big deal. And um, you know, I think I think it's obviously it's good for Passner. He found somewhere else to go, a fresh start for him, new staff maybe, um, get some more X's and O's knowledge around him. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a chance to start over and maybe correct some of the mistakes he made in Memphis. So you know, I think it's the best thing for for Passner and and for the Tigers. So uh, since Georgia Tech took Passner off of our hands. Do you think there's a way we can figure out a way for them to take the overflow parking away from the zoo? We need a place to park <laughs> our cars. Is Georgia Tech too far away? <laughs> uh, yeah, it might be. It might be. Um, they although could, I they could, tra- there are some traffic jams from Atlanta that stretch <laughs> all the way to Memphis. Right, that's pretty bad. They could solve all of our problems if they would just take the overflow parking from the zoo. It would be fine. Everything would be all right. <laughs> Uh, we're talking with Kevin Live. We're about to talk about the Grizz. He writes about your Memphis Grizzlies for the Memphis Flyers. So, do you have a? You have a? Who would you think should, that the University of Memphis should go after and, and hire, or who do you think will end up being hired? Well, I have no idea who will. Um, <clears throat> I saw a lot of people were mentioning Wichita State's coach, right? Greg Marshall, um, obviously. Yeah, obviously he's really good. I think that's great. Um, you know, I, I still kind of have a man crush on Bruce Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if if that's the right guy or if that's the right uh, call to make, but I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Um, you know, I honestly, I've been so disgusted with the state of the Tigers for the last two, three years that I kind of just quit watching college basketball. Um, so I I don't really know. Right. We don't know, know the names out there. I, I'm this great. This is the reason why you were on, you know, this show. I am, I am pushing for Bruce Pearl. You know, we're on the same, the, the same wavelength here. That makes no sense. Why Bruce Pearl is not already the coach? They should be flying him to Memphis today. Should be a done deal. It seems pretty obvious. It seems pretty easy. He has a four million dollar buyout. Big deal. You were considering paying Pastner ten million to walk away. Give give Auburn four million bucks. Get Bruce on a plane. Get him up here. Get him the FedEx form today at the game. Uh, can't introduce him at the Golden State game. I don't think. But get him there. Get him there. Maybe they can. I guess you're they could. Here quick, work. huh? You're trying to do this overnight today. I think it's so obvious. I think it's so obvious. Because Bruce isn't going to be as expensive as a Greg Marshall. You're going to have to pay that $4 million. I just think Bruce... That $4 Bruce, million is expensive. Bruce Pearl just makes all the sense in the world. Uh, I, somebody, I'm asking anybody, again, uh, hold on one second, indulge me for a minute, Light, but I'm asking anybody in the city of Memphis who's listening to this show to text 67129... Or tweet me at Cerrito and tell me why Bruce Pearl wouldn't work. Why is this? Why is this name getting uh, just kind of pushed aside uh, right now, and nobody's talking about it? Because to me, it's the most obvious. It's the most obvious choice right now. So, um, all right, let's turn yeah, our. I think you know, and just kind of to, to mm-hmm. say, I'm, I'm me too. There, I, and I also have some friends who like were actually like grad assistants on his staff and stuff. And um, the people I know who actually know him um, just. Speak so highly of him and how good of a guy he is. So, um, yeah, I I wouldn't be uh, obviously. I think they can get a good coach even if it's not him. But I would, I'd be, I'd be totally fine if it were him. Nothing would nothing would be as big as far as excitement level and potential to win combined 
uh, to me than the Bruce Pearl hire. And everybody already knows his name in this town, so it'd be great. And to have to have your head coach, like, how can you find a coach who hates Calipari as much as your fans do? And Bruce Pearl checks that box for sure. All right, we're talking with Kevin Life. So <laughs> this is crazy. Thursday night was just a, a wild sports night to have both teams uh, – in, in this town, both basketball teams, the Memphis Tigers and the Memphis Grizzlies, have such big, uh, monumental nights. Uh, the Grizzlies clinching their sixth consecutive playoff appearance. Only three teams in the NBA, is that true? Have been the playoffs the last six years? Something like that? Are there three? Well, I know the Spurs have, I know the Grizzlies have. I think there's I one. Who the third one is. I think there's one more. Um, but Not anyway. The Thunder. Um, they missed last year. Um, in Miami or no Miami missed yeah. last year too. Yeah, there's somebody. I think there's another. Anyway, they're one of the. They it's a pretty impressive record. <laughs> I think I, sure. I read somewhere there's a third. I don't know who is the third. Atlanta does so Atlanta, Atlanta make every year? Atlanta they're like always in the playoffs. They never do anything, but right. it might be Atlanta. Yeah, it's possible it's Atlanta. But that's pretty impressive I, when you step back and look at it. Uh, so I'm glad that that's another reason. I guess we add that they're glad that they're in the playoffs. But I'm concerned now, like. Uh, so the news broke that, that, that Thursday they didn't have to play to clinch it, but it looks like they may not fall all the way to eight. If they're going to fall, they're going to fall to seven, and they could be playing the Spurs, and I don't want that to happen. Got to fall to eight. Man, I don't care. I don't care who they <laughs> play. I'm going to be real honest. No, come on now. you got to think. you you got to care. You know how miserable the Spurs games are in the playoffs. Like Spurs Dude, games, what? even in the regular Dude, season. I love what I love Tim Duncan, man. Oh man, I love I love watching Tim Duncan play basketball. I I am not going to be upset about that. I know it's it's not who Grizzlies fans want. Um, I think it's going to be the same outcome, obviously, whether they play the Spurs or the Warriors. Um, obviously, the Warriors are the exciting choice um, to some people, and obviously, you know, they're they're really good. But I I you know I've never been one of those people who um, I, the more I learn about basketball, the more <laughs> I the more I cannot make myself hate the San Antonio Spurs. They're just they're just too good. I mean, how do you? Right, hate so, that? Okay, but like you have to admit, you have to you're you're an anomaly. You're not, the, you you can't walk. You walk down the street in, in Memphis. People, I, I don't know how. I don't. I, I wish I could figure this out because usually we're we're usually on the same page here. I'm miserable at Spurs games. When the Spurs are playing the Grizzlies, yeah. it's a miserable experience for me. The Grizzlies win. are losing by t- by ten the whole game, yeah. and it's just it's just not flashy, exciting basketball to watch. Because the whole year the Grizzlies get to watch the non flashy basketball with their own team, but when you're watching your team lose that way, it's not fun. This is not fun. Yeah, but they haven't played the Warriors in a while, and they the Warriors hung fifty on them. So I'm not sure why you think a Warriors series would be any different. I'm not saying it's going to be any closer. I'm just saying it'd be maybe <laughs> it's going to be some. You don't know. Steph Curry might shoot the ball from Beale Street. You know. You know something might crazy might happen. True. <laughs> so I guess you know. I guess. I and just, you're watching history. I think the I think the outcome is going to be the same, no matter whether they play the Spurs or right. the Warriors. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, they're not going to beat the Thunder either. I really, I really don't want to watch them play the Thunder. I mean, I love watching Russell Westbrook. Do crazy Russell Westbrook things. Uh, I'm just tired of. I'm tired of thinking about the Thunder. But it's not. Like, yeah, it's not even that. But you would, if it's a Grizzlies fan, I think you would rather lose to the Spurs <coughs> and the uh, the Golden State. In theory, like you losing to the Thunder is kind of like that's a team. You Memphis, Oklahoma City, where these small market teams losing to them means a little bit. Something we've lost to the Spurs enough. Lost. You know, Golden State's the greatest basketball team of all time. Kind of close to it. We'll see. 
so I, I think it just it would it would hurt more to to lose to the Thunder too, but. Be I think there's, there's more though. potential for like actually there's more potential for actual violence in the Thunder series too. Because, That's true. Yeah, you know, Stephen Adams is going to get hit by somebody How? at this point. The Grizzlies are going to you know they're going to get frustrated. Uh, the cooler heads of Gasol and Conley are nowhere to be found. It's that's not going to be a good situation. All right, so we're looking at this. So right now, where the where are the Grizzlies in the playoffs at this morning before they lose to Golden State tonight? Uh, I believe they're still fifth. Maybe they're sixth. I think they're still fifth. I haven't looked today. And they lost last night to the Dallas Mavericks after starting pretty well in that game. Got beat down. <laughs> yeah, Dallas just started hitting everything. It was just one of those. Grizzlies with three games left on their schedule, two of them against the greatest basketball team of all time. Yeah, it's going to go really well. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> it's going to go great. Tonight's Grizzlies a, with, yeah. without five of their six best players <laughs> uh, against the best team of all time trying to get the 73 win. It's, it's a recipe for success. You know, It really is. <laughs> Tonight is the last official home game of the season. So it looks like I mean, the Grizzlies are set up to, to it's either going to be all Golden State for the rest of the year at FedEx Forum or it's going to be Golden State. Uh, and then we have the Spurs, possibly the Spurs or. So where are the, where is Golden State now? So today was supposed to be that historic day and I just tuned out. What's the number they're at, CJ? They're at 70. Yeah, they're at 70. So they have to, <laughs> right now the Grizz are six. They have to win out and they play the Grizzlies twice huh. and the Spurs in the middle. CJ's got our, our so the Grizzlies are six now after last night, and and their schedule does not look good. So their Grizzlies going to lose every game left, but that might not be enough to get you to eight. Because Utah would have to win every game they have left. Yeah, if Utah has three games remaining, who do they play? Uh, let's see. Because if you want, like, here's another reason. Like, uh, besides your your revealing that you're a fanboy for the 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 Spurs here. Uh, like if you get to the eighth, if you get the eighth, you get Golden State. You get a better draft pick, right? Because you're yeah. lower. You get a better draft pick. You get CJ gets his redemption with a question with Steph Curry. Where's that? question? Nah, he's just going to ask another dumb question. We know this. We're, okay, we so, need to pull up that. So Utah, Utah, their remaining three games are against Denver, Dallas, and the Lakers. They could do it. Three games they could win. They could win all three if of those games. If they want games. it. If but they want to if win you're, those three. If you're them, I guess you do want to avoid Golden State if you're them, because maybe you think you can win if you play the Spurs. You're not as... I mean, you know you're not You're not be. as broken down as... Even they're though, not going to win, but maybe they can convince themselves. They, they gave, know they're not going to beat the best team ever, but they, they, they might They gave Utah fits the last time they played them, though. When they, they, they wouldn't win in this seven-game series, but yeah. Wait, so it's like you're saying, CJ, no chance to redeem this question. Is it no, I don't think specifically that, that you kind of want to stay away from anything. No disrespect, the worst question. We can't. It doesn't matter to us. It doesn't matter. That, that was pretty. That was a pretty bad question. No, but see, <laughs> it, it's because of CJ that the Warriors have been as good as they have been. Because at that moment they said it doesn't matter who we play. Whenever we play, we're just going to go out there and win. And they've beaten everybody they played since then, except for what nine times, nine or ten times. That's for those who don't know. That's CJ's question. He asked Steph Curry. At the uh, playoffs last year. No disrespect. Let's play it one more time just for fun because this is, this is interesting. Is there one team specifically that you kind of want to stay away from or anything? No disrespect. That's the worst question. We can't, it doesn't matter to us. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. They don't care who they play, whether they're playing the Utah Jazz or the Memphis Grizzlies. We know that's right. 
Well, even if they do care, they're not going to tell CJ that. Well, of, course, of course they're not going to tell CJ. They don't know that guy. He's like, I don't know you, well, they're man. They're not tell anybody that. That's a stupid question. You were at Riley's Christian thing. I don't know you, CJ. I'm trying to build a relationship and a rapport with everybody on Golden State so that one day they will tell me. I've been looking for Draymond Green on my Clash of Clans. I still haven't found him yet. Hey, man, look, just get the Golden State Warriors and the Grizzlies in the first round series and just have Oaisha Curry come to one game just to wave to the crowd. All right, last home game of the year live tonight. You're going <laughs> to. Oh, man, this is. All right, so we know the Grizzlies have clinched the playoffs. So the playoffs uh, start next Saturday. Can you believe it? The NBA playoffs start today. next Saturday. And so the, in two weeks from today, we're kind of be. It'll be around the time of the first home game in the series of whomever the Grizzlies will be going against. And, Lipe, I know you'll be in studio for that. I know you're excited. And maybe, who knows, maybe the Grizzlies can still win on the road against Colton State or the Spurs. <laughs> you know. What has to happen? happen. <laughs> uh, everyone in Golden State has to break their ankles simultaneously. Um, no, you know, things happen in the playoffs. It's not impossible. Um <clears throat> It, it's really unlikely, but, you know, um, the Grizzlies still have some good perimeter defenders. Um, they've still got Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph has had some really good games this year. Um, you know, it's it's possible that they could, they could steal the game in a series. Uh, that's why they play the games, right? I mean, it's not like the Grizzlies right. are just going to forfeit. But, um, you know, you have to admit that the odds are back in their favor, and it's not even because... It's not because of anything they've done or any merit that they lack. It's that everybody's hurt. <laughs> They're right. just de- depleted. So, you know, I I am totally um, I am at peace with whatever happens. Um, I think the fact that they made the playoffs is uh, impressive enough. Right. And at this point, they're just playing with house money and just see if you can get a game off of somebody. And keeping that streak alive, that is is impressive. All right, last yeah. thing, uh, last thing, we always ask you about. Uh, what's been trending on the uh, social media for the Memphis Flyer this week? What's been uh, popular? I'm assuming almost a bit, the attention of the entire city has been on Josh Pastner this week. He's the new Greens Ward. Yeah, uh, well, the Greens Ward stuff still did well. Um, there, Frank Murtaugh wrote a post about uh, whether or not Penny Hardaway should coach the Tigers next. Um, that got a lot of traction. Um, you know, really, the cover story of the Flyer did really well this week, and it was uh, it was a pretty serious investigative piece. Um, there is a private contractor who is working for immigration, um, who is apparently putting GPS trackers on uh, undocumented immigrants and not telling them why they're putting them on them, and not telling them how to get them off, and they just have to wear these big ankle bracelet things that they have to charge two hours a day. And until somebody tells them they can take them off, um, it's it's a really crazy situation. Um, Eileen Thompson wrote that story. Uh, you should check that out. That's a that's a pretty big. That's a that's a that's a really crazy story. Right. Really eye opening. We'll check that out. It's oh that's the we have the cover story. So we can pick that. We actually pick that one up. We'll go to <laughs> memphisflyer.com. It's up there. Life uh, always appreciate. It. We will talk to you next week on the first day of the playoffs. And uh, we'll see where it all shakes up here. Three more games left in the regular season for your Memphis Grizzlies. CJ is telling us that, yes, it is, in fact, the Hawks. The Hawks, Spurs, and Grizz have all been to the playoffs six consecutive years. There's three teams. So, all right. Which is a really impressive streak for a, for a team that's 
was a laughing stock for the right. basically the first twelve years that it existed. You know? Ab- I mean, absolutely, like this is something that just does not does not happen. Uh, in like it really is a, it's a streak, and you can compare it to whatever John Calipari was doing when he was here at, for Tiger basketball. But this does not supposed to be. It's not something that happens. You have to be the San Antonio Spurs or in the Eastern Conference to make this happen. And so that's impressive. The Grizzlies are not the Spurs, and they are not in the Eastern Conference, and they've done it. So that's kudos to them. All right, thank you, Life. We'll talk to you later. All right, y'all have a good one. Uh, that's Kevin Light from the Flyer Follow at Flyer Grizz blog. That's Grizz with only one Z. When we come back, we're playing Hang Up and Listen. We're taking your phone calls. The yeah. phone number is 360-8255. 360-8255. First caller gets $10 to ease 24-hour cafe and $5 to TCBY. Our best caller today is getting $25 to Bell Bistro in downtown Memphis. We're playing Hang Up and Listen next. The phone number, 360-8255. It's when we turn the show over to you and talk about whatever you like. Hang Up and Listen is next on Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 80. 7-7 FM.